Hello and welcome to the Hall of Fame video game podcast starring Matt Levy and Mike Staub. We love video games and have embarked on a journey to index the greatest video games of all time into our very own Hall of Fame. Here's the show. Hello, listeners. We have a very special bonus episode today. The following interview was done with singer, performer, choreographer, dancer, jack-of-all-trades, Dan Dominich. Uh, you can find him on his website, dan, D-A-N, Dominich, D-O-M-E-N-E-C-H.com. He was nice enough to join us to talk video games for about 20 minutes. And without any further ado, here we go. So hello, Hall of Fame pod listeners. We have a very special guest today. My old friend, Dan Domish, is here to talk some games. Yeah. How are you, Dan? I'm very well. Thank you very much. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for being here. So uh, I will quickly, just for the listeners and people want to hear, Dan has been all over as far as film, TV, live theater. He is an overall just really cool and one of the nicest guys I know, but you guys don't probably, oversell them. Don't <laughs> oversell <laughs> but you guys probably know him from live theater, such roles as on Heather's the Musical, his leading role as Drew in Rock of Ages, TV appearances in popular shows such as Glee and Gotham, and lots of other really cool stuff. But most people don't know, Dan, that you are a tremendous gamer. Oh my God, big time. Uh, it started when I was really young and I never really grew out of it. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. I was going to say, no, it's not. You know, two things you and me have in common, Dan, is that we've watched Thor Ragnarok on repeat many times in our lives. Many. And we are both big gamers. So, Dan, mm-hmm. when did you get into gaming? Um, it started, oh man, it was probably around, it was in sometime in the 80s because uh, it was when Super Mario Brothers for the original Game Boy came out. And I saw my neighbor playing it on their porch. And so I went over and was like, what's this? And so she shows me and I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. And I bugged my parents to get me a Game Boy. And eventually they did. And I, I rarely put it down. I still have it to this day. It's sitting in my closet at home in Farmingdale. And uh, it still works. You know, there's something about that original Game Boy, the green tinted screen, the sound, the music. There's just something about it. Just holding it in your hands. You just feel like what's better than that? I know, right? Yeah, it's good. It's it's it feels sturdy. There's one that there's like a Nintendo museum or a store somewhere where they have one that got like blown up in in like Iraq or something and it still works and it's on display in one of the stores. Yeah, I think they said like you can use that. It's like a tank that as far as a portable mm-hmm. game system, you could drop it, yeah. throw it, and then you could still pick it up and play. Like that old Nokia phone that just like <laughs> resists everything. It's just like this brick of a phone. But, yeah. but they definitely knew that parents would be buying it for their kids and they wanted it to try and last. But sure. yeah, that original Game Boy had some great games on it. So, yeah. so Mario yeah. Brothers is what originally drew you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. The music, I love the music and the gameplay was good. And it and it's one of those things that you get so good at, you want to see how fast you can finish it. After a while, it was, it was pretty perfect. And I feel like we weren't as spoiled back then where you only had a few games to play because your parents would only buy you one or two games at a time. So you played uh-huh. those games over and over <laughs> again. Yeah, exactly. So then after that, having a Game Boy, did you then gravitate to consoles? Um, No, I didn't have any consoles growing up. 
Um, I do remember, I remember my mom's old boss gave me a Turbo Express, which was the portable version of the Turbo Graphic 16. And then I got, I got obsessed with that one playing like Bonk's Adventure constantly. And there was another one called, I think it was called Solar Striker, or maybe that one was for the Game Boy. But there was like a, one of those like Gradius type flying games where you just shoot it like robots and stuff. Yeah, you're throwing um, out some big names here. Gradius, oh Onks yeah. Adventure. These are some classics, Dan. Yeah. yeah, there was a game called Bravo Man on the TurboGrafx-16 that I was obsessed with. I got I to gotta get back into that. I got to find it. <laughs> the hard part is tracking down some of those older games. Yeah, for real. Now, I'm sure you've now, I know you've gravitated some like PC gaming and like Steam and all that, right? Over mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. it's, they've made it so easy now to just go on there online, pick a game that you like of their like thousands of games and you just get sucked in. And yeah, gaming has changed since we were little kids. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Steam made it extremely, extremely convenient to the point that your, your library gets so big that you never <laughs> finish some of the games that you buy or even install them for that matter because they get they go on sale. You can get like a full 60 hour game for like $5. It's crazy. Yeah, I know half the time you, you see it on sale and you go, well, maybe I'll play that one day. And then before you yeah. know it, you got like 40 games there on your backlog. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I, you know, now I'm getting more into cloud gaming. It's a, it's a little more convenient. Don't need the console. Don't need the hard drive space. Don't need the, the processing power. And you still get the, the same experience delivered. Yeah, there's some people out there that still like having the physical game. But like you, yeah. for me, it's just, it's another thing that can break, that can get lost. Mm-hmm this streaming is just so nice and being able to just digitally yeah. download something. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you don't have to worry about the, like the, your, like your graphics card being obsolete or they're, they're making a game that you can't handle because it's being handled by some server farm somewhere in like Nevada. It's amazing. <laughs> coming to your house. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, how am I playing this game right now? So Dan, over the years, I know you've come across some classics that you've really gotten into, and you've told me a few of them ahead of time we could talk about, mm-hmm. one of them being the Bomberman series, which the Bomberman has had countless titles. What is it about that yeah. fun party game that you just that you enjoy? Um, you know what? The learning curve is, is pretty shallow. You start to play, and like the same thing happens to most people that first start to play the game. The game opens up, you tell them which button lays a bomb, and they immediately blow themselves up the first time. And they're like, what? But you learn so quick to get out of the way of those things. And then you realize, oh, everyone else is doing this to me, so I can kill myself. Other people can kill me. And you just, then you start to dodge everybody. But then the power-ups start to pile up, and you realize that like, oh, this is getting dangerous. Like, I almost have too much power here. I can just decimate everyone or just decimate myself and it's just it becomes a a race against the clock to not kill yourself and try to not get killed by everybody else yeah i feel like those were some of the early four player like playstation 64 games you played and like you said you're going to commit suicide a few times before you you know learn what you're doing but once you know what you're doing it's fun it's competitive and it's simple enough to wrap your head around yeah yeah for sure you you find your favorite power-ups that you try to collect without dying or that one time when someone blows a power up that you were gunning for. So then you put on your personal vendetta and just try to like go after that one person. And it's something you can spend hours going back and forth. And it's something that just never gets old. Mm -hmm. Now I've seen you back in the day, we had this light gun shooter on the PlayStation called point blank. Uh And this is when I saw firsthand your gaming skill. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I don't know if we'll call it skill. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it was a little more thing. advanced than like Duck Hunt, but this game was yeah. pretty cool as far as like accurate light gun shooting to a TV screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I had my friends always, I always used to like just uh, fire the gun with one finger, like really, really, really fast. <laughs> To try and then everyone's like, you can't do it like that. I'm like, yes, you can. Look, it's working. You gotta fire it like a real gun. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you could find the hacks around games like yeah, that. And ha- yeah. But then it would bring us to games you've told me you enjoyed, like Gargoyles Quest, which is just a, yeah. a classic series. Now, did you play that yeah. on the Game Boy? I played that one on the Game Boy. I I I was drawn to it because of the box art. I was like, that looks cool. And so I, I, of course, begged my parents to get it for me, which they did. And I played that game. I, I can't even remember how many times over. But again, it was like it came down to the music. There was kind of like a loose RPG element there that's mixed in with a platformer. So you get like a bit of, bit of Final Fantasy, a bit of Super Mario. And then I discovered that the, the lead character in that, the protagonist, Firebrand, um, was actually the little red devil dude from Ghosts and Goblins which I did not know. And then I found that out. Of course, I got re-obsessed with it all over again. Yeah, it's really cool. The original on Game Boy, it let you do so much. And even the graphics at the time were really good. And I think you pinned in yeah. on it is the the music. I mean, the music of some of those old games are just so fun. But mm-hmm. I think that the most important thing you said is the box art, because now we're dating ourselves when you used to walk up to a store <laughs> and you'd buy a game based on the coolest looking box art. Yeah, 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 <laughs> for real. It's uh, That was a good one. I was like, what is that? That looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. Today, we can't do that. Sometimes you got to be a little smart and read a review first. But back in the day, yeah. you would just you'd walk up, pull the box, check out the back. And you're like, All right, yeah. I'm going to give this one a shot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Gone are the days. The next game on the list, Dan, is a real gem of an RPG, Golden yeah. Sun. And this was on another handheld platform. Mm-hmm. Now that you was, got uh, into I had that for Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance, yeah, back in 2001. Now, what, what was it about Golden Sun? Um, I was kind of thirsting for an RPG that reminded me of Final Fantasy for the Game Boy. And I saw, I don't know where I first saw it and what possessed me to buy it. But I remember I took it with me on the road when I went on my very first tour and I was just like along for the ride knew nothing about it and slowly got obsessed with just how it was it just had a different feel it was it, you got you got the RPG satisfaction of having your party and leveling up your characters and discovering new traits but there was I can't remember exactly what it was that grasped me about it but there was something different about the the, the combat going on there and then when the second one came out and you could use your save game from the first one on the second one that just blew my mind <laughs> they weren't doing that much at that time where you can actually no. carry on your characters onto yeah. a sequel but yeah i remember golden sun vividly on the game yeah. boy advance and the the visuals were beautiful i bet if you still yeah. picked it up today like you said an rpg story there's something comfortable about the leveling up the grinding mm-hmm. out of the characters and just mm-hmm. knowing your party yeah, this is a classic. And people always ask this day, why don't they go back and make another Golden Sun game? You know, they tried. They tried with, uh, what was it? It was Octopath Traveler. They tried. And I, I haven't played it, but it was like, it's so, the reviews are so mixed because you either love it or you hate it. And I'm like, do they love it for the reasons I love it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Octopath, there's a certain group yeah. that swear that that game is top notch. Yeah. And some people, I just, Maybe just don't get it, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely so weary. <laughs> Maybe you wait for a Steam sale on that one. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
And then the next one, Dan, is Splinter Cell, which Splinter Cell, the original 2002. Now, this was on everything. They put it out. This was when like Ubisoft was in its heyday. They're like, we're going to drop it on Xbox and PS2 and GameCube and the PC all at mm-hmm. once. What was it about the stealth game Splinter Cell that you loved? Well, that I also had on tour because we were traveling with an Xbox, which we would have in like a separate carry-on luggage. Hilarious. Yeah, I've, I've never played anything like it, right? I haven't played that, that level of stealth. But then it was the multiplayer aspect that came out eventually where that blew my mind where you had the two spies versus the two mercs and it was like they were wildly different mechanics but it felt so balanced like you you're either really really good at a merc really really good as a spy but the minute you could get your ass kicked by one side you're like how did they figure this out because i go and do it and i suck so then you go to the other side and you get good and then you're like wait a minute why am i getting my ass handed to me by spies now what did they know before that I don't know now? It, it was, was re- great. It was really cool when they added multiplayer into the Tom Clancy Splinter Cell series. Yeah. I remember playing that series the first time and seeing just the visuals where you see these lighting effects and these water effects and the sound. You listen because it's a stealthy game and your whole environment matters. Yeah. And I think that was really cool for the time. The night goggles. The night goggles. Oh, the night on. goggles. How do you forget that? Totally. Yeah. Now, the next game on the list is really a game you can get lost in. And that's Terraria, which is a more recent game. But this is a game I've heard you can sink hundreds of hours into, Dan. Now, were you one of those people? Oh, yeah. Not <laughs> only that, I have it on, I think, every platform. It's it's the biggest bang for your buck, in my opinion, because this game goes on sale. You'll pay like three or four bucks for this thing. And it it there's so much content. You, you will never get tired of it. There's so much to do. If you want a platformer, it's there. If you want a hunter-gatherer, you know, build a city type aspect, that's there. If you want to just like craft weapons and see how strong of a sword you can make, that's there. Boss battles are there. It's it's wild how perfect that game is. And when the when it first came out to see the support from from the guy that made Minecraft, he was giving them props and they were giving Minecraft props because they're they have similarities, but they're wildly different games. It just right. it blew up. I have it on I think like four or five platforms at this point. Yeah, I've heard people say that that game can do, it's like a jack of all trades. And I I was going to bring up Minecraft as the comparison because you can really craft things and mine and dig and and there's some farming and this and that. There's just endless amounts of of content. I've Mm -hmm. heard the developers continue to support and support the Mm -hmm. game and add more content. It's like an endless pool of of things to do. So that seems like the game you can easily get lost in for hundreds of hours. I'm a huge fan of that one. Is it portable? Is that also on the Steam? Is it everywhere? Yeah, it's everywhere. I, I have it on mobile, Stadia, Steam, Switch. My niece has it for Xbox. My One of my best friends has it on his PlayStation. It's it's dangerous when it goes mobile and it goes on the Switch and you can play it anywhere, uh, then it's dangerous. It. Yeah, yeah. That's great. And then the next one, which is a huge change of pace, I think, in some of the other games we discussed is Dead by Daylight was a game <laughs> that you said that you have spent some time with and tell Mm -hmm. me about Dead by Daylight. Oh, that one. The thing that I dug about it is I I didn't know what I was getting into when I got it. Um, I I knew like the general aspect and I thought, oh, I could have sworn that there was like a, um, like a, oh gosh, the game, I can't believe this game is slipping my mind now. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. Sure. There was like a multi, I think it was multiplayer Ghost Recon mode where you could play Juggernaut, where one guy was like, in like bomb tactical gear with the shield and you're, there were like four normal soldiers and you had to take down the big guy. 
So this came out and I'm like, oh, it's that, it's Juggernaut. It's one strong character and four weak characters that gotta like kill them. And then I was like, oh, you don't gotta kill them, you just gotta escape. How hard could this be, right? Well, it's the only game that still makes my palms sweat, <laughs> makes my heart race because they, they, the sound, just the sound alone is enough to creep you out. Just you're in this arena with all this fog and you can like hear footsteps and hear little noises or when the killer gets close to hear a heartbeat and or sometimes there's a killer that won't leave a heartbeat and he sneaks up on you. And it's, it is the perfect version of the juggernaut gameplay thing that I've ever seen. That's cool. I've seen footage of this game. I, I have to admit, I have not played it, but oh, it, reminded, it reminded me of, I think there was like a Jason game where you go around hunting people and this had that vibe where, now do you get to control the bad guy as well? Yeah, yeah. You can control the killer or you can be a survivor. And it's 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 kind of like when you open the game up and you see the survivors huddled around a campfire and you see like the killer out in the woods waiting to get them. It's that whole Jason Friday the 13th vibe for sure. That's cool. But you can play as a killer, which has a different obviously set of skills and different challenges or as a survivor, like as a survivor, it's home third person and a killer, you're in first person. So you don't have as much scope so people can be sneaking right behind you and you wouldn't see them as you're trying to hunt them yeah that's that's cool i think these like three versus one or four versus one games where you have to kind of work together to escape or to combat the big bad i think it's a cool concept and this is something i'm definitely going to have to give it a shot because sometimes that suspense and sitting there and you put the controller down you realize your palms are all sweaty because you're just Uh going nuts freaking out so that sounds like a fun experience yeah, yeah, we got to get you into that one. Yeah, what, yeah. What's your platform of choice these days? If I could, I like it being at my computer. I like jumping to Steam, but uh-huh. I have my Switch for the portability too, so a little bit uh-huh. of both. Uh-huh. They have it on Switch as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that it's it's been on everything. I feel like it's yeah. on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, so yeah. the game definitely is popular. So I'm going to have to give that one a shot. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's still, they release new killers. Like It feels like every month at this point, even though it's not. But that's like, it's... They're, they're still pumping content into that one. It's paying off. That's very cool. Now, you've obviously been gaming a long time like myself. What have you seen as being some of the biggest things that have advanced and evolved in video games since games that you started talking about, like Mario Brothers versus mm-hmm. these games now? What, what has really evolved? Um, obviously, the graphics, are, they get better. You, you start to find that some of the... With the exception of games like Terraria and Minecraft, I feel like they latched onto like a hunter-gatherer, like Stardew Valley is another one, a hunter-gatherer sort of like life maintenance hunger, I guess, that people had in them. <laughs> I think when you were in the 80s and 90s, if you told people, you know, gotta make a game where you gotta chop your own wood and build a house, people would be like, you're nuts. <laughs> it's addicting for some reason. So, so finding a new, I guess, reward system in the human psyche has been very interesting to see go down. The graphics, the advancement in vr vr is like we we heard about it in movies we saw this mask that you can put on in like the lawnmower man and you can go into like this world that doesn't exist and i thought when how is that even going to be possible and now we we have a quest too here at home that you could just throw on and it's like there you are you're in it and you feel like you're floating or you feel like you're falling off a building it's crazy yeah, you're um, right. Some some of these advancements yeah. we couldn't even dream about in the 80s. And yeah. I think to, to your first point, I think games like Animal Crossing and like you said, Terraria and mm-hmm. some of these you know, Stardew Valley, it seems like if you explain some of the concept, they say, well, that sounds like work. 
But like you said, <laughs> you lose your mind. You, it's a calming, it's a relaxing, mm-hmm. it's you're achieving things. And there's something to that, that I think would be hard to explain to ourselves in the eighties playing these pixel mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, it makes me wonder if there are other aspects of just human behavior that they haven't tapped into yet. We'll see. Yeah. Someone has to discover it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as far as VR, I mean, like you said, they've been talking about 3D and VR and stereoscopic 3D and all these different technology mm-hmm. for years, but it, it's here now and it's unbelievable what you can really do. And like you said, the most advanced Oculus quests and even uh, the newest like PlayStation VRs, they're really impressive when you're in it. It's mm-hmm. very immersive, I think is the word to use. Yeah. it's. I remember the first time I tried it, I was at a place called, I think it was called the Two-Bit Circus in LA. It's a big warehouse. They turned into a giant arcade and there's all this VR. And I played uh, Pong with one of my friends from high school where you just put the headset on and you you move yourself left to right to hit the thing coming at you. And, and when you take it off, it's jarring. You're like, oh, you forget that you were you know, in this warehouse or, or any of the flying ones, they had a, they had one where I think you're like a pterodactyl or something and, and you're flying around in the Triassic period, but they put you on a table and you put your hands in the wings and you got a flap to move. It's crazy. It's so cool that someone is sitting somewhere thinking up these ideas. And then there's a group of people that are making this happen. You know, yeah. I feel like I'm just saying that you could probably appreciate some of these things being that you are directing, choreographing, you get involved in so many different sides of entertainment. You must appreciate the video game side of how these things are being done. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think anytime that I see any innovation in entertainment, it gets me like really excited. (laughs) Even in theater, when they do, they start using projections and stuff. I'm like, oh, how far can we take this? That's, it starts, it gets your brain going. It gets your creativity spinning. Cause you think, oh, if we have this now, like, let's see how far this can go. You know, then you realize that you're not a programmer and you're like, how far can they make this go? <laughs> I know. Once you, once you watch some of these guys that do some of the modeling and some of the lighting and some of the programming, it's you just think crazy. it's no different than someone that is doing artwork for a Pixar film or mm-hmm. for a Disney animated movie. And the, the work that gets put into these games these days, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes because it seems to be speeding up. The, the rate at which it's growing is speeding up. So, you know, I'm excited for retirement. We're going to be there. <laughs> We're going to have our VR goggles on, kicking each other's ass. You know, people, people <laughs> say, Dan, because our generation grew up with gaming and we're the first real gen to have it since we were really young. Mm-hmm. So people wonder, is it something that we're going to grow out of? Or when we're 70, 80 years old, will we be sitting somewhere playing games? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just getting easier, easier and cheaper and cheaper. It's, it's going to be real. It's great. Well, I, I like you. I wonder where things are going to go in the future. I'm excited for every time they announce new games and new tech. And it's fun being around each step of the way to see these advancements. Yeah, it is. It is. So Dan, I want to thank you again for, for joining me to talk about something that we both love here. And that is video games. It's a real pleasure to, to chat with you. So we're going to add from singer, actor, director, choreographer, dancer. We're going to add gamer mm. on there. People, <laughs> people might not know that about you, Dan, but now they will know gamer is added to that. 
I love it. I love it. I'll put it. I'll put it on my Twitter profile. Right on the resume and everything else. Yeah, on the resume. Yeah, yeah I'll put so, it at the top, like above yeah. all the action stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I think, like many other things, people start to realize that wow, a lot of people out there are gamers, and it is this huge world, and no one realizes how many different people out there love to game, and they connect with it on different levels. Like you said, they're hitting us in the psyche, and no one knew decades earlier they'd be able to hit and connect with us. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well. Thanks, Dan. This was, it was a real pleasure chatting with you, talking Likewise. video games for a little while. And uh, you want to you know, plug out there, people out there, where people can follow and, and see you on, on the web? Yeah, dandominich.com. Check out, I don't post as much on Instagram anymore. This, I think this past year, I just was like, focus, I said, let me shift my focus to other things. In entertainment, you, you get tunnel vision after a while. Yeah. So uh, I, I post a lot of dumb stuff on Twitter. You can well, find that's me there. cool. Well, <laughs> off topic, any TV shows or movies or things that you got sucked into recently that you want to um, shout out? Um, well, you know what? I'm actually on an episode of Pose coming up. I think it's on June 6th, but I'm, I'm tucked in the corner there. Let's see if you could see me. Cool. But what have I been watching? You know what? I just started watching Attack on Titan. It's an old oh, one. Oh, uh, I've heard that's real. on the top of my list of, of yeah. things I need to watch. So, so how far into three. it are you? Season, in three. season three. It's getting very political. I love it. So are you a big anime fan generally? Um, no, I haven't been, but this one caught my eye. I thought it was some of the visuals were cool. I watched a, a, uh, an anime called Ninja Scroll back when I was in high school. Yeah. And I was obsessed, but I just, I could never find another one to latch onto. So this is the first time in a very long time. Well, I'll uh, have to check that out as, as a recommendation because yeah. I'm a big anime buff and I probably watched dozens of them, but I have not yet watched Attack on Titan. Yeah, it's very cool. It keeps you guessing. Yeah, I love that about it about a TV yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, and then I've been watching Tenant on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new Thor Ragnarok of this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does it? That's I've only seen it once, but does it lose anything seeing it multiple times, or do you see more Not things? At all. You see more things. I'm still seeing things. I think I was seeing things up until like the fifth or sixth time, and then cool. even after that, you'll see some. You'll read something online, but at that point, you just remember. You're like, oh, I didn't think about that. My favorite thing to do while I was watching that, I, I closed my eyes for about 10 seconds and I thought I was listening to Denzel Washington because his son is the lead of the movie and their voice, yeah. if you close your eyes, their voice is really similar. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's funny because like, I don't, you think you hear the same last name, but your brain doesn't go, oh yeah, that's his son. But right. when you hear it, it's like, oh, wait a minute. And then you look it up <laughs> and you're like, I knew it. It's one of those situations where you look it up and you go, I knew it the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's a great movie. And I'll, I'm going to rewatch it because I know, I think you appreciate those type of movies on, on multiple rewatches. For sure, for sure. Very cool. Call well, me. Dan, Call me if you have questions. <laughs> will do, will do. Well, Dan, thank you very much for joining us. This was really cool to go down video game lane with you. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. From Mike and Matt, thank you for listening to the Hall of Fame Game Podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Hall of Fame Pod or email us at thehalloffamepod at gmail.com. Please leave us a review and be sure to tune in next time.